Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts. Leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I am Sean Anderson. Alongside me is Ricky Woodward. Hey, guys. And Dave Oster. How's it going? And see, we we kept, we're going to go, you know, I, I did Dave first one time, but now we're going back to the yeah, original way. Weird. Don't, cha- don't change I, I'm not things. changing it. We're, we're going back to the original Good. place. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about uh, Chad Ford's mock draft 7.0. Then we're going to be going into, you know, coach talk, Frank Vogel getting hired, Jeff Hornacek getting hired, my boy, and uh, possibly Mike D'Antoni getting hired. Uh, for the Houston Rockets, so fuck Kenny Smith. And then finally, we're going to wrap it up with a little bit of a, a fun idea we had. Uh, the idea was brought up about, you know, will LeBron James, or is this the last, is this the last time Cleveland can win, a, 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 the last year that Cleveland can win a finals with LeBron James, and then that somehow came into that who is the best player in the NBA, and now we're going to kind of have some fun and do a mock draft, or not really a mock draft, but a fantasy draft with those players. But before we jump jump in, uh, if you are listening to this and you do want to support uh, MVP in a different way, check out patreon.com slash podcast. We would really love the support, and uh, there are some fun perks on there. But let's jump right in. Mock draft 7.0 from Chad Ford. The you know the combine is coming gone. The lottery is coming gone. We have the set lineup, and nothing's changed. 76ers at 1, Lakers at 2, Celtics at 3. Let's look into it because it's going to be Simmons and Ingram's 1 and 2 no matter no matter what. Mm-hmm. And you Ricky kind of said that the the Celtics were screwed in our lottery uh reaction because, you know, they don't have a, a one or two superstar here and they're really going to have the guy that they have to d- develop. Well, it wasn't the fact that they didn't have that superstar. To me, how I see it is there's a few people like before, when we were talking in the 6.0, it was Simmons 1, Ingram 2, Murray 3, and that's what Chad Ford still has. Yep. However, if you listen to some of the sports talk radio that's going on, there's a few people throwing it out there that on just player rankings alone, you've got Simmons, Ingram, and then a Chris Dunn. And the thing is, if Chris Dunn is the guy who is higher ranked than Murray... If you're the Celtics, you're not going to take Chris Dunn because guess what? You don't need Chris Dunn. Do you then go with a Murray and say, fine, we've got our shooter? Or do you go with a Dragon Bender and say, hey, we're going to go with the kid who's coming over from overseas. He's a little bit younger, but we think he's going to have the potential of maybe the thing with Bender that I'm hearing is, could he be what Porzingis was to the Knicks? That guy that nobody like, oh, we're questioning him. And then he comes in, and he's a star. So for me, the Celtics, the first two picks are easy. Boom, boom, take whoever you want who's there. Simmons or Ingram for the first one, then whoever's left over for the two. The third pick is where it starts. What are you going to do? 
why wouldn't they pick Chris Dunn here? I mean, a best player available. They got Isaiah kind of, Thomas. Best they've player got, available, though, is not the so worst thing Isaiah in the world. Thomas. And I'm, I'm throwing this in there. I don't think Chris Dunn's the best third player. I think I think Murray is the be- third best player in this draft. So, I mean, I, I, I can see them going with Murray. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you have Isaiah Thomas, I've, like Ricky's I feel, saying. I feel like, yeah, between Murray and Dunn, they're close. Buddy Heald, I feel, is like a small drop-off after that because of his limited uh, guard ability. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I, I honestly think there's the question of, Okay, you've gotten this outstanding play out of Isaiah, and at the same time, all right, maybe Chris Dunn, maybe Murray. Either way, even if you do like Dunn a little more, mm-hmm. why not take Dunn? You can groom him to replace Isaiah. Isaiah is going to go get a big contract somewhere. I don't, I don't like the need to attach yourself to a player after one explosive season. I don't like that. Just in the fact of Boston plays in the East, mm-hmm. and in the East, unless you're totally conceding to the fact, fuck it, LeBron and the big three are there. We're not going to beat them. Well, they've proven that... You're kind of conceding to that fact that whatever, we don't need to make a play. I'd rather go with a player that's going to help you win now than, oh, we'll take a guy, and eventually he's going to take over for Isaiah Thomas. See, the thing is about with you know Chris Dunn is that he's supposedly going to be an elite defender, and I can't really argue that. I mean, he does look great defensively, averaging 2.5 steals uh, last season, and then the year before, 2.7 steals, but he really didn't impress me. You know, this year, I mean, he didn't really, you know, blow me out of the water. I mean, Providence was supposed to be so great, and they just, you know, kind of well, fell flat this year. Well, they were early on, then they yeah. got to conference yeah. play. Yeah, they fell flat this year. And then I look at Murray, a guy who wasn't completely consistent, but did turn it on in the second half of the season, and did have, you know, better three-point shooting. You know, he averaged more points. I think he can be the better scorer out of the two. And I think if you're looking at Boston, I mean, this team is pretty good defensively. You don't really mm-hmm. need Chris Dunn to do that. And you got Avery Bradley, who's a phenomenal defender. You have Jay Crowder, who's a phenomenal defender. I think you go Jamal Murray, and you don't really know his defensive upside. I mean, it might be limited at some point, but, I mean, he still is an athletic player, so he might be able to develop that defensive side to him. So I'm thinking, you know, Murray's younger. He's You can mold him into your system because he hasn't really played in a system long enough to really be mold into one, and he's clearly the better shooter. And with a guy like Isaiah Thomas, who makes a living basically like driving off, yeah. know, driving into the hole— I think you know going with Murray is just a smart decision, and I think he is the you know the third best player. And I think it's pretty clear that you know it, it really depends on what position they want to go to. If they want to go guard, you go Jamal Murray without a doubt. From in my mind, and if you want to go with a forward, you're going to go Bender just because you know you don't know his. It's pre- basically limit limitless upside. I mean, he doesn't really have a ceiling because you don't know really what where he is because he's not playing a lot overseas. But then again, you look at his you know measurements and his ability. Then you you just look at the, you know this crazy high ceiling for him. Well, they and, need a, they need a shooter. So in my mind, if well, you, Bender can be a shooter. Yeah, I know. From the four, I was yeah. going to say they need a shooter. So if they go Murray, Bender, or Heald, boom, those are the three guys that are. If you take one of those with that pick, right. I'm not going to be mad at you. I think Porzingis has done so much for. Uh, Dragon stock that honestly it, it wouldn't be out of reach to take him at three because mm. how many and, people bash that pick, especially New York fans? Oh, tons, tons. And, and the um, it'll be a work in progress, you know, two years, two, three years maybe, and that instant impact. So I think that's what we were saying about Porzingis though, and then he exactly. showed right up. And that's why play. I think Bender could do the same thing because in uh, Boston you have that weird mid range of bigs, but not great bigs, mm-hmm. so they can fill in holes around him. And give that presence, um, you know, the download, the stretch mm-hmm. four area, and really that expands their game so much more that maybe, okay, so they can go get another shooter a little bit further down the line for that two guard role, but maybe you won't find somebody else who can play a four or five role like he can with the same versatility, the same upside. I think it might be in their best interest to take him at three. 
I, mean, I, I could see it. I could totally see it. I, I used to have Bender there, but it, I, I do kind of have a love-hate relationship with Bender because, and I, and I said this in my mock draft, it's, and it's basically because of Perzingis. You know, I don't want to write this guy off because you know we saw you know an international player come over and you know look be looked down upon when he's coming into the draft and then just impress immediately. But then if you look at what Bender's done overseas, he hasn't really impressed that much or at all, really. I mean, when he is starting, he's not playing well. And when he is, you know, when he is doing great he's not even putting up that great of numbers i mean mm-hmm. there's obviously you could you could see his potential there but then again i mean where is the potential really going to cap off because then you kind of look at it like and i, I know this is you know, this is kind of crazy compared to these two but you know he's kind of like thon maker you don't know what he can really do because i know i know thon you know, I, I was hoping for like the maybe uh or a scale i don't know nikolai Mirotic. i mean we got that might be a better i was like, i was trying to go more with a, like, you know, a, player. Got a euro player who had was, a ton of hype uh, and you know he actually I was nikolai say, was actually really good i was gonna say that the celtics could use bender exactly like nico on the bulls well, that maybe be exactly thank the you only, for making my uh you know comparison better. the only difference is <laughs> bender's a little bit taller a little he's bit bigger. over seven foot where Miracic and he's younger. He's, yeah. he's eighteen still, and twenty five mm-hmm. for Miracic right now. I mean, you've got a lot of growing time. He, I don't even know if they would bring him over. I assume it would be instantly. Oh, he's coming over. Yeah, no, it, first year. Yeah, there's been guaranteed. reports yeah. that it, it, he's not going to be a draft and such that he will play immediately or he can't. So play I mean, you got somebody who you're going to have on the court at age eighteen, nineteen. I mm-hmm. mean. And there's really not a better coach to work with younger players than Brad Stevens. I mean, we it, talked about that before. It, definitely, it might be the best fit for him, but it, again, you don't know what he can actually do. I mean, it, there's a lot of potential there, but then again, you know, what is his actual, you know, level of play coming in immediately? Yeah, I don't. We've I don't, seen Euros come over here and just absolutely fall flat, and it's like, okay, maybe they just had their thing overseas. It's a different level of competition. It's a different play style, and in the NBA, you're playing against bigger, stronger guys. Maybe they just can't hold their own over here. You don't want this to be a Bargnani. You don't want to be oh, this. You, know, you don't want to be a Darko. You know, you don't yeah. know. You could be a Darko. You could be, you know, a Bargnani, or you could be a Dirk. You could be uh, a Porzingis. Add this to the offseason list, but uh, we got to add a uh, redraft of the Darko Milicic. Okay. Draft during That's going to be easy, though. Darko's we, we just got, not going to be in the first round. We, we got to do it. But the one thing I was going to bring up is what if the Celtics don't keep the pick? What I if mean, they get rid of it. You you talked about this too on uh, on the on the draft rea- or the lottery reactions that you know, that the Lakers m- might trade their pick, but Here, I mean looking at the Celtics, I think the Celtics are the mo- I think the Celtics are the most likely team to trade their pick. Here's what I got, and I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a preview because this is a piece I'm working on currently for MostValuablePodcast.com. So you're going to have to make sure you're checking that out to know exactly when this goes up. But it's an article about Jimmy Butler trade rumors. But one of them includes the Celtics. And within this trade, the Celtic part, I'll just give you that. The Celtics get the second overall pick, which, let's be honest, right now it looks like that's going to be Ben Simmons because the Sixers, not Ben Simmons, Brandon Ingram. Oh, I thought thought you were breaking some news here. No, 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 no. Because the Sixers like Ben Simmons. That's what I was trying to say. So we know that the Celtics would get Brandon Ingram. Hey, that's a guy who can be your shooter. You're getting a top two guy in the draft. Lakers get the third and the sixteenth overall this year for the second. I mean, looking at that, I think you took that from Cowherd, right? Or you, you, you he, his you was, laid he, some of the he laid some of the groundwork. N- correct? His was, I'll be honest, his was third, sixteenth, and twenty third. I only took the third and the sixteenth because I don't think the th- second overall pick in Brandon Ingram is worth 
three first-rounders. I don't know. Two first-rounders, maybe. I didn't want to be full 2K, Ricky. I'm looking I'm looking at that article real quick, and I really like the number four one. That that one's probably the best one. I yeah, won't spoil gonna, it. We're going to yeah. get to that. That's that's why I put it at number four. I, I really like that one. But, yeah, I mean, lo- looking at it, I mean, I think Boston is the most likely to trade their picks, and people keep saying that the Lakers are going to trade their pick. I mean, it makes sense for Boston to try to make something happen because, like you said, they're in that unfortunate position mm-hmm. where you don't have well, the one-two, and here, and so you've got to make a move. Here's the thing I'm going to point out, and this is coming – from me listening to Colin Cowherd all this week is he said in the East, it's a weaker kind of conference. So a guy like a Ben Simmons, a guy like Brandon Ingram can make a difference in the East sooner than he would make a difference in the West, a tougher league. So like a Brandon Ingram, if he goes to the Lakers, he's going to have a harder time making that impact and turning that team into a champion than he would maybe going on to the Celtics and just running the table, getting them to the playoff as a top five team in the East. I mean, I disagree with because you know, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, you're, I'm not, I'm not saying that the West isn't the better conference, but I'm, but I, I, I still is think not an all star. Just throwing that out. There. Okay, but we also had the discussion that Kobe Bryant was a fucking starter. So I mean, there, it was just yeah, a fucking no, fan no, vote. Kyrie Irving going in without no, playing no, but I'm like not eight games. Yeah, I'm saying like with that point. Damian Lillard's not an all star in the West, but if he was in the but, East, but also, he'd be the best pure point in the East. But also. I no, no. <laughs> yeah. Kyrie Irving is the best pure point in the league. That or doesn't have league, LeBron James. League, I'm sorry. It doesn't have the safety crutch of LeBron. James. Okay, but look what he didn't have the safety crutch of LeBron James. Kyrie still was still was. fucking amazing. Yeah. Anyways, I'm not going to get in that argument right now. But you know, looking at the Lakers team with Brian Ingram going there, he's still going to have D'Angelo Russell. I mean, if if pressure's put on him, he still has D'Angelo Russell. He's going to add you know some assists there. He's got Clarkson. He's got Randall. I mean, these guys. He's he's not going to go to a terrible team. I mean, the Lakers aren't great. Lakers aren't fantastic. And of course, they're going to drop some potential. cash with the cap going up. They're going to get somebody in free agency. He's going to help them out. Exactly. So I don't but think. Do you use that cap to get someone in free agency? Or use this to get the Celtic picks to try to get a vet via trade. See, I, I'm I not even throwing the Jimmy Butler thing out there. I'm throwing anybody out see, there. I, I look at the Celtics as the team that would make the trade for the star. I don't think the Lakers are going to make a trade. I think the Lakers are set on you know going with youth because you, you you've seen it with D'Angelo Russell, you've seen it with Clarkson, you've seen it with Randall. These guys were playing consistently this year. So these guys, I mean, outside of D'Angelo Russell, but that was because well, I mean, of the other tank commander stuff. had to set him down. Exactly, teach him how to be a man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, outside of D'Angelo Russell, these guys were playing consistently. I mean, looking at the, the, the Lakers, they seem like they're at least somewhat you know they've got a they've got a core the rebuild, going, yeah. and they're committing to it at this point because we, we've seen what happens when they try to slap on a bunch of aging veterans yeah. to try to staple oh, a, a championship even, at like, the end i'm not Steve even Nash. saying like Steve aging Nash. i'm saying like going out there and getting a guy who is in the midst of his prime that isn't an aging veteran. Well, that, that's the thing with the Celtics is, you know, people are saying they got screwed out because they're not going to get, you know, one of the one of the potential all-stars, like for sure all-stars with Ingram or, or, or Simmons. You look at, you know, Boston, though, you know, if they if the two guys that are, are heavily rumored is obviously Jimmy Butler and DeMarcus Cousins. They don't really have a great center mm-hmm. in Boston, so obviously DeMarcus Cousins will fit there. And we're talking about getting Jamal Murray, who will play the shooting guard because you got Isaiah there. I mean, you, you got Jimmy Butler and you can plug him in. I mean, I look at this and it, it's hard not to say that the Celtics are going to use that pick to try to trade for someone if we're if this if a trade's going to happen. I think if a trade's going to happen, it's going to be Boston because 
the, first off, Danny Ainge just said that there was works for a trade. I think that was for Mello or K-Love or something. Mm-hmm. But obviously, they're looking for to, to make a splash here, and they have a high enough pick to do so. And I just think that, you know, with Boston, they've made the playoffs. They were a sixth seed. They have a lot of potential, I mean, you know, a lot of great talent already on that team. So why waste it and just go out and get a star if you can? I think that's it just makes the most sense that Boston will go out and get it. I know the Lakers have one of the, a I, large market there, and they I'm need to LA, fill seats. But I mean, Boston, Boston's still a big market there. If I'm LA, I trade the pick because you do not like you do not need Brandon Ingram. That one player is not going to make you better than the Warriors. Better no, than the Spurs. You, but, better yeah, than but, the but Demarcus, time, but Demarcus wait, Cousins wait, 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 isn't going to make whoa, you better whoa, immediately. Whoa. I'm not saying Demarcus Cousins, but that Jimmy one, Butler. that one player in Brandon Ingram may not even get you to the playoffs in the West. That's what I'm saying. Go but out why there are the okay, Lakers get going the short-sighted? Like we were talking about in the East with the Celtics. I agree with you, Sean. If we're talking about the East and we're talking about the Celtics going, okay, we need to go compete for a championship right now. Right now is our time. We're not going to give in to LeBron and the Cavaliers being like East Coast guaranteed. So we need to go get our star. So they have all the all the picks, all the talent they need to make those trades get somebody big. The Lakers are in a division where... They're absolutely fucked because all the top teams are established. They're all set with their cores. And at this time, all they can do is build up their youth and get ready for the future. The Lakers can make the most sense too. to get Brandon I'll Ingram. You, I'm going to throw this into the pot, too. And this is a little bit different from what we've been doing. The Lakers have a little, a little different of a situation than Boston does. How many basketball teams are there in Boston? There's Just one. answer that question. There's one. How many basketball teams are in L.A.? There's two. The way I see math. it, this is yeah. coming in. It adds up. Just, just, I double checked it for you. Fucking let me talk, man. But the thing <laughs> you never that let I'm me getting talk. at or me. is they have two teams. Well, if the Clippers are getting to the playoffs each and every time and the Lakers are not, I don't care how young your team is and how fucking kids look at them. Kids look at playoff guys. And we could see the shifting of L.A. to... They're now the Clippers. Yeah, of this I'm sorry. Uh, Lakers can just kind of point up at the rafters and be like, scoreboard? Scoreboard, anybody? You 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 pointed this out before the we did the we Look shot at the, the trends. We can point up to the exactly. Rangers, but we're fucking pissed There's no pressure, off. but there's no and there's pressure no team. The Lakers huge pressure no, for the Lakers. Lakers. Right now. The Lakers Hold don't on. have pressure right now to get a team back into the playoffs instantly. Hold on. Yeah, in five, I see okay. if they take Brandon Ingram number two. Yeah, I'm saying five years. They're in the same situation the Bulls are now. In no, they're five not. years. Okay, they're going to be. Oh, Hold wow. on. Okay, okay. In wow. five years, I think they will be competing for a title. Okay, if they draft Brandon Ingram. I'm looking at this. I mean, even before the draft lottery, you said, you know, I, I mentioned, oh, maybe the Clippers, you know, maybe the Clippers can take over L.A. And you said, there's no fucking way. There's no way. And also, if you look at, you know, I, I said this before, too. Clipper fans are Lakers fans who just reversed their jerseys. <laughs> I mean, I just. Gonna get some hate for that. I, I, I don't give a shit. I mean, you know, Laker fans, I, I think they're, you know, if they see this young core of Brandon Ingram. D'Angelo Russell, Jordan Clarkson, and Julius Randle. I think they're going to be really excited about that. Even Larry Nance Jr., who looks very... Energy at, off the bench, and, man. Exactly. Energy off the bench. you got a great coach in Luke Walton. I think this team has a lot of potential, and I don't see that they're going to be anywhere near the Bulls in five years because they still have two young, great players. Okay, I mean, I with say, no injury concerns. I will exactly. say, they don't have Gar Pack, so at least they don't have to deal with... Uh, with that bullshit going on. So maybe but, not exactly like the Bulls, but I what you say about them being in title contention in five years, just with Brandon Ingram? No, I don't see Not that. with Brandon Ingram, with, with D'Angelo Russell, Russell, with Jordan Clarkson, with I, Julius may, Randle. They've got a core going at their, at, with a lot of cap at, room. At yeah. the best, there may be a playoff team in no, the West. No, they'll be a playoff team in two years. In two years, they'll be, they'll be in the playoffs. I'll take that bet. 
I'll take that better Absolutely. than Zayn. See, see, I don't see it because D'Angelo see... Russell will be coming into his not he will be coming close to his prime. Brandon Ingram will have enough time to d- develop. Jordan Clarkson will have enough time to get his game going. Julius Randle will get bigger. He'll be, get stronger inside. I think this team's ready. I think this team is, if they draft Brandon Ingram, they're going to be ready to go. Away and they'll be in the playoffs. Who's going to, then... okay, in two years, who's going to be the leader of this team? Brandon Ingram. You think in two years that Brandon this Ingram. young kid is going to develop into a leader yes. of an NBA team? Brandon Ingram, yes. You Look. totally think that this young kid, I'm going to say it again, yeah. this young kid is going to develop into a leader in two years. Look Damian at Car- Lillard. Carmelo. How long did it take him to take over a team? Carmelo. So you're LeBron. saying that Brandon Ingram D-Wade. is going to be those the exact instants. same. Those were Yeah, instant guys. So we're putting Ingram in the same category as those guys. I'm not saying he's going to be as we're saying good. He's no, 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 he's no. Gonna I'm be, not saying as good. He's going to be as like, We're saying boom, it's been leader, done before like a as team. a rookie comes in and he instantly makes his impact known. And I'm telling you, I don't he's see, got enough talent. I don't know. The and talent maturity not, is the question mark. Look at that's, that's, D'Angelo Russell. It. There it is. If you have a question about the maturity, how no, can you say that I don't that have a question about his maturity. In? I don't know it. That's my problem. Is He hasn't done anything publicly. D'Angelo Russell has proven that he is not up there maturity-wise No, yet. he's not. And I, so that's Ingram why with me right question. now, that's the thing. I Point. see the Ingram thing and I go, nope, nope. He's not going to, like, I don't see a leader on this team in two years. That's why you get the vet, a guy what, who can what, be a what leader. About, that's what, what about right Brand, now. What, okay, you're going to bring in DeMarcus Cousins to be a leader. I didn't say Cousins. Oh, yeah, you the threw out piece of you shit. Threw out okay, but we, I didn't throw we've, out we've heavily talked about, you know, DeMarcus Cousins going to the Lakers before. We have. You can't deny that. We foreshadowed that about a billion times. I, I'm just saying I didn't throw out cousins in this discussion. Okay, you did. okay. So Jimmy Butler is basically the only other star or and veteran who we could bring a, in. Such a great leader, you know. He gets along with management. You know, he's a real rah rah guy. He gets the team camaraderie going. Oh wait, okay. no, he does none okay. of that. Is it? Jimmy, he's literally shit on every organization Jimmy, chance it, he's got. Is it Jimmy's fault or the organization's fault? I don't know whose fault. I think it is, it's a mix of way, both. You could have handled I, it better. I think we're looking more at getting at the, gar packs out of town. At the end of the day, Jimmy. you could have handled it better. You look at Minnesota here. You have a young guy in Andrew Wiggins, former Rookie of the Year. Carl Anthony Towns steps in immediately and becomes the face of that franchise. I mean, some in people one would say year. Ricky Rubio is, you know. <laughs> so wait, are we? So you're going to say that Brandon Ingram is going to come in team. and be just like Cat Rookie of the Year and unanimous Rookie of the Year? Is first no, year? I don't. No, I don't think it's going to be unanimous Rookie of the Year because I think Ben Simmons is also going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be Simmons and Ingram, and they're not going to escape this discussion. Is what I, I'm yeah. saying. I think I this will, is always okay. going to be a highly tested discussion. I'm going to say this, this is though. literally going to. Oh, no, no, out of the two. Ben Simmons and Ingram, I like if Ben. Let's say the Sixers magically go Ingram at number one. If Ben Simmons is the pick at two, you trade the pick. If you're the, that is a for sure trade the pick at number two because if the Lakers can get Ben Simmons, the way I see, well, I'm talking. That, no, no, I'm just, I'm just yeah, trying to clear yeah, yeah, it up. The Lakers would okay. get Ben Simmons. I would trade the pick for to get either more picks or a vet because if we're going maturity, I'm putting Ingram a little bit higher. Than Ben Simmons because if you want this guy, your number two pick, to lead you to a championship someday, I will say this: I will take Ingram over Simmons because look at what he did at Duke, bringing that team with like that hasn't been a great like you look at that town, you're like that's not a traditional Duke great team like the one that won the title, and he was able to bring them to the NCAA tournament. Ben Simmons, who's supposed supposed to be the next greatest thing since LeBron James couldn't even get his team into the field of 64 and then kind of went through and didn't even want to play in the NIT. Okay, I'm going to end this discussion here. Just no no, no comebacks or anything. I'm just going to end it here because we got to move on. 
if you look at Ben Simmons, he is a quiet leader. And if you look at that LSU team, there was not a lot of help on that team. If you look at Duke, you have a first-round talent in Grayson Allen. You have younger guys who are fantastic. You, I mean, you had Plumlee who, who stepped it up in the NCAA tournament. That team wasn't just Brandon Ingram. Also, if you look at leaders right now or supposed leaders of teams, if we're looking at Ben Simmons, who's compared to LeBron James, LeBron James is not that mature. I mean, even now, he's calling out the you know most valuable player. He's getting, getting coaches, coaches fired. fired yeah. He's going. He's leaving Cleveland. He's going to a- a- Miami. These guys aren't. They're leaders, but that doesn't mean they're you know quality. You know, they're, they're saying, not, the time he spends on social media pissing off people yeah. is just incredible. Well, I mean, I'm just looking at it as Ben Simmons could like. And I know you're saying, oh, well, Duke had a different team. But if you're supposed to be the best player in college, and that's what some people, number one pick, best player in college basketball, you get your team to the tournament. That is your, like, main goal if you are supposed how many to be number one Simmons overall. tried to. How many number one overall players taken in the NBA draft ha- have won the championship? I'm not saying won LeBron the championship. LeBron James did. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not saying Dave, I'm not saying won the championship. No, no, no. I'm just saying getting into the tournament. No, into I, the field of No, 64. you got to be successful. If you're the best player, you deserve to get your team all the way. That, that's what you're no, harping no, on. No, no, no. I'm you saying, demand no, excellence. No, no, no. Uh, I'm just saying getting into the fucking tournament. We're moving on because this is taking way too long. But now let's look into the other things here i mean the combine has happened what players really impressed that might be able to jump into the lottery or what players with you know personal workouts can jump into the lottery if we're looking at chad ford's mock draft so you know the the last pick uh of the lottery is the chicago bulls taking deontay davis uh no so any after that you got ulis you got zizek you got sabonis you got wade baldwin you got zubak you got malachi richardson you got bembry you got beasley you got maker you got murray jackson mccaw diallo uh and then you got ben Ben Bedsell. is there any other guys that can really jump of those guys that i named are there any guys that can jump in looking at chad ford's mock draft my main guy who i feel could be and if you looked at my big board i ranked him a little bit higher than the Almighty and the great Thon Maker, as some have uh, dubbed him in the comment section, but I like Chuck Diallo. I mean, I know he's very, 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 how many varies can I put in front of Raw? Raw, yeah. But I saw what I saw at the Combine, and I'm looking at it going, okay, he did that, and he, I know he didn't play as much in college, but he got to go up and at least practice against college guys, something Thon has not done in high school I put Chuck Diallo a little bit ahead of Thon Maker, and, and, and I think he's a guy that we could see jump in just because of potential alone. But what, what about Chuck Diallo's game? Is putting him over Maker really? I his mean, defense is his defense. That's what it, like, okay. I'm, I'm just wondering. Thon Maker's great offensively, but like Chuck Diallo, I I'll take a defensive guy that I can kind of mold in the paint and mold offensively than a guy that because I've seen Thibs try to do it take the offensive guy and mold his defense and sometimes it's like oh that doesn't go but other well. times it's great other times it's great the argument I do want to throw out there I mean if you look at Maker he is very athletic and he's very long so he will be able to block shots he, I, he, I would he, argue even that it's easier to turn an offensive guy into a, into balancing out his game rather than trying to get a defensive player to get a to develop a shot I mean we've seen it with so many players who just don't have that shot and you become a non-factor on the offensive you're playing like 
4v5, it's like, okay, you're, you're going to be left alone under the paint because no, we all know you can't shoot. You're playing Joe Kim Noah ball, basically. I mean, yeah. and if and it's it's basically your, or DeAndre Jordan ball if DeAndre Jordan wasn't athletic. Yeah. You know, if DeAndre Jordan wasn't athletic, and, he wouldn't be Diallo shooting. isn't that athletic. I mean, he could be. He's not. Develop to it, but he's not. He's not DeAndre Jordan level. No. I mean, the guy that I look at is is the last pick in the draft is Ben Bento. I don't know he's why. He's like that. a staple there. I don't should've, know why the hell he's at 30. I he's a guy that I mean I'm very confused about. I think that he could be serviceable in the NBA, but there's also a part of me that's like go back to college for one more year. What what do you say about that? And what do you mean though? What that, what though? would he develop in that one more year? Like I just I just see him as he's that post guy and he's going to come into the NBA and just get mauled in the post by these bigger guys and then go back to college, work on your game. But I know the whole defense of, well, then you can get an NBA uh, weight room and add some strength and blah, blah, blah. And don't have to worry about classes or girlfriends or this or you're, that. You're talking about post guy, though. I mean, this guy shot 32% from three. I mean, he, he just started taking three-point three, three point shots here. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't awful from three. I mean, he's developing a deep, like a, a mid-range here. Yeah. I look at him, he's fast. I mean, he's good down low. I mean, he, he worked well with, with with Chris Dunn. I think he can be great in the paint. I think he can be great outside of the paint. I mean, and, and the thing about him is he doesn't have he's not great defensively. And we just talked about he could balance out a player like that. I think you know the stretch four is becoming so you know important to NBA teams, and this guy can be a fantastic stretch four. And I think a team that's really wa- you know wanting that you know art- archetypal archetypical. Uh, guy, <laughs> I think Ben Bento can be that archety- archetype of a stretch four. I, I look at him, I think he's fantastic, and I think he can be at least a top twenty pick. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't really want to shy away from that. Another guy I want to throw out there is Malachi Richardson because I fell in love with him when we watched him at the Sweet Sixteen. He was fantastic. So and, it's gonna kind of tickle your fancy yeah. that he's uh, climbing up on draft boards. He's moving up. I mean, I'll give, you, I'll give you credit. He, he's gotten some more attention to lately. the East Side. Is he moving on up to the East Side? I hope not. Is there, there, deluxe so. apartment in the sky, man? <laughs> Is there any other players? I mean, you, you I mentioned like, I like Deontay Murray. I, like I think Deontay? that I think he's got great upside, and I think that it's really going to come down to okay. Once the first two guards are off the board, it's Murray and Dunn are gone. Jamal Murray, to be specific, uh, are gone. Then it's I feel like he's the third best, and I want to see a team go up and grab him because I feel like talent wise, he's above a lot of these other bigs who are in those spots right now. It just comes down to team need. And I don't know if a team is going to go out and be like, all right, we really like this guard better than you know the bigs we are here. The question is, can you get him later? So I feel like, well, I feel he could get into that 12 to 14 range. He probably is going to fall because of team need. Final thing, what pick did Chad Ford get wrong in this mock draft? The Bulls. Holy shit, the Bulls. We're <laughs> some homers. But seriously, I understand that we're going to lose you know some bigs down low. But... Having Denzel Valentine go a pick before us, and then Tyler Ulysses a pick after us, just just spit in my face. I like why if Tyler Ulysses is there, why not take him? I the, the, I'd rather take the backup point guard. Like I get we're losing Noah, I get we're losing Pop, I get that after the next season we could lose Taj, but we do have Bobby Portis. I'm just saying there is free agency, and there are free. There, Al Horford's a free agent. You know that, right? I'm just put. Why are you yelling at me? I didn't I'm, make I'm the just, draft. Wait, Harden. And and not Dwight Harden. Dwight Howard. You're doing it again. The same person. They're one man. And we've got a bigger cap space. But I want to throw out one thing before I let you do your thing. Did a little research. Okay. Since 2000, there has been no college player drafted number one that wasn't in the NCAA tournament. Ben Simmons will be the first since 2000. Because that's as far back as I went. The only players not to. LeBron James. Ben Yarny, because he came from overseas. 
Yao Ming came from overseas, Howard from high school, LeBron from high school, and there was one more person from high school. You can Kwame Brown. You can Kwame, make you can make the, you can make the argument though that Ben Simmons could have made the jump from high school to college. Or high school the NBA. You you could have made saying, that college if that rule still in place. There has never been I'm, I know, I know. a college player no, that's good. to be a number one pick and not make the NCAA tournament. But also, if you look at the teams that those guys were drafted out of, those teams were pretty damn good. Bogut I mean, was Utah. You had fucking okay, but, Kenyon but Martin he's a, he's a, a Cincinnati he's team. In a ter- okay, that Cincinnati team was great. They made it to the Sweet 16. <laughs> if you look at Bogut, he's in a terrible—I think I don't, they weren't even in the Pac-12 there. I think they were in the Mountain West, so they were probably the you know the automatic birth there. I mean, you look at these guys— Uh-huh. Bid. bid, my bad. <laughs> yep. Uh, you look at these guys. I mean, they're they're not playing for you know great top conferences like the SEC, I'm just saying, Kentucky, who's one of the best teams. You're supposed to be the number one pick in the draft, and you can't get your team to the tournament. All right, Deontay Davis. I'm just going to make this argument for him. It's okay. not Chad Ford isn't saying they should take him. Just Chad Ford said the Bulls were narrowing. The, the word is that the Bulls were narrowing their three choices to three big men: Davis, Zizek, and Zubac. Don't just take it. Just don't take a big man. Where's Sabonis? Why? Why not Sabonis? Sabonis is 17. He's three picks later. Like that's what hurts more. Not Denzel before us. Not Utah. Are Uless after us? It's three picks later. Okay, there's a big man that you can take, and you're not going to take Sabonis. Well, I think Sabonis is what he is, and Deontay Davis is all potential because he could grow into a better player than Sabonis. There's no denying that. There is upside there. The, Sabonis has an established game, though. And the one thing I do want to say, and this is for Bulls fans listening, I'm accepting it, and you need to as well. <laughs> We're entering a rebuild. We are. We are truly entering a rebuild. And the quicker you just accept it and let it be, the less high blood pressure you'll have, the less anger you'll have, and the more at peace you will be. Are you talking to yourself? A little bit, yeah. Okay. But I am talking Note to Bulls to fans also that we're entering a rebuild. Like, that's what it is, because this team is not going to be what we were before Thibs got fired. I think the one pick that he did get wrong was Golden State taking Ben Bentil, and that's just because Ben Bentil should be higher. If he goes to Golden State, watch the fuck out. Watch the fuck out. That's all I'm saying. Well, and that's another thing. Like, fuck it. You can lose Harrison Barnes. I'll take Ben Beth- Bentil to come in and take that spot. Or Festus. I'll take Bentil to fill Well, that, that was an argument we had off. Yeah. Uh, off. We, no, we were I'm saying just, that. I'm just saying those are yeah. the big free agents. I'll take Bentil to fill those shoes. Anyways, we are going to move on now to the Orlando Magic and to the New York Knickerbockers because apparently Jeff Hornet Don't forget the Rockets. Well, yeah, we're talking more to the guys who have signed yet. <laughs> uh, well, Hornacek actually actually officially signed, but there there is— Oh, they hired him. There, there's there's hired. word that he has been hired. Jeff Hornacek is now the head coach of the New York Knicks, and Frank Vogel is now the head coach of the Orlando Magic. Which move do you like better and why? I love them both. Is that is that wrong? I, love like, I think I love they're them. both good fits. The one thing—I'm I'm, going to cover Hornacek because I feel like that's <laughs> the way it's going to work out for uh-huh. him better— uh, I feel like people are not cutting him enough credit. They they all still call him the oh he's gonna be his pawn. He's not gonna come in there and establish his own thing. And it's just completely. I, I think that's a total slap in the face to Hornacek and what he's done so far and what he can do as a coach. Basically, it's just all these sports reporters shitting on Hornacek. And okay, he didn't do the greatest job in Phoenix, but at the same time, wasn't he, his fault. Yeah. His, his management completely threw him under the bus. I, I want to say, though, you, you say he didn't do the greatest. I mean, his first year, he got 48 wins. He just yeah. didn't make the playoffs because that West was so fucking dangerous. It's absolutely ridiculous that year. Next year, worse, and then obviously fired with a 14 on 35 start. But he had a lot of injuries that year. And they also, the, the year of 2014, they traded Dragic, Dragic and they traded Isaiah, uh, Thomas, Isaiah Thomas. And so. in the first year, after the first year, they lost Channing Fry, who was a big three point shooter uh, for them. So, I mean, 
it's not all his fault. I don't want to just keep throwing out excuses for him, but when management is emptying out talent from under you, you can't be expected to continue winning games and improving a team. And I feel like Phil Jackson and him are going to come to some terms. I don't feel like the triangle is going to be the be-all, end-all, but I feel like he's going to have his impact on this team, and they're going to grow better because he's there. I also think that uh, there's an article on ESPN saying that you know he might abandon the triangle and he might just make him run. I mean, it, we don't know what he's actually going to do. Phil Jackson might. I mean, I might have a sad thing of good does luck he, trying to get Carmelo to run. But does he have to? <laughs> does he have to be married to the triangle? Is that I, how I don't he got know the job. We don't know what was said. In right. The yeah. I mean, meeting. we don't. We don't know what Phil's going to do. I think like the mean, triangle is something on his contract that's just kind of like drawn in there. It's like must. You have to oh. check the triangle instead well, of checking the box. Well, it reminds me of uh, on the DP show they had um byron scott and they're like oh are you gonna look for any jobs like, oh, i'd love to coach again and dan patrick just goes uh how do you feel about triangles <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, i i think hornacek is gonna do a fantastic job in in new york i i love the hire because i love jeff hornacek i mean as a, as a head coach i think he does a phenomenal thing a phenomenal job with offensive talent when he has it can i ask a kind of correlation question no to hornacek <laughs> While bringing out my Bulls fandom a little bit. Oh, fine. Just one question. This goes off of what you were saying about Hornacek. You see 48 and 34. Yep. Then you see 39 and 42, and then he was fired that third year. Hoiberg didn't get 48 wins, but he went 42 and 40, missed the playoffs barely by one seed. In three years is Hoiberg the Hornacek to the Bulls because of Gar Paxson. He gets fired just like Hornacek did. Could be a similar setup. Could be. I mean, it, it depends. I don't expect Garpax to dump talent on levels that uh, happen to Hornacek. Or though. keeping talent too long, like giving Derek Rosamax contract. I it know it's be. a little off topic, but it's just something that popped yep. into my head. Could be. It could be. There. I yep. mean, I, I look. I look at Hornacek. I, I don't think he is the best hire that we did see. I think. I think Vogel is the best hire just because I think the Magic have more potential on that team. I think Hornacek is going to have a harder time now, getting that team to the playoffs. Here's the thing with the Magic and Vogel. There have been, and I don't know if it's just beat writers trying to entice readers, but if you're Frank Vogel, do you make a serious pitch to bring Dwight back to Orlando? Why would Frank Vogel want that, though? No, I I'm mean, just throwing it out there. I'm I mean, throwing it out there. I'm not saying that you go with it. I'm asking you, Sean. I'm I, throwing it to you. I'm sorry. All right. I look, I look at that. I mean, you know, Dwight didn't want any part of Orlando before. So, I mean, why would, why would you want to bring but him he's back? he's a more mature Dwight. He's a different Is he? Dwight. Is he? Did you see him on TNT when he kind of opened up to the world? I, I think that was a little bit staged. I think, yeah, I think it's a lot I staged. I think it was staged to... Let Dwight kind of look like a more mature individual. I look. I look at Orlando. You have Vucevic in the center position. You have Gordon, who can play the power forward position. You have a top 10, 11 pick. I think you can go out and get a big man there. I think you can get a younger guy and stick with the youth there instead of bringing in uh, a possible cancerous old big man who's really lost his step. I mean, Dwight Howard isn't terrible, but he isn't great. Well, he's, do, he's, he's not the same Dwight Howard who won three defensive did, players of the year. Right, well, you do right. what you did in the mock draft and just take Thon Maker at 11? I, I, I picked that just because I, I saw him. I mean, Because you, you forgot if, about Sabonis. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> no, no. Sabonis was staying where he was. Sabonis is going 17. I look at Thon Maker and— Well, you know, well originally you texted us and you're like, oh, fuck, I forgot to put Sabonis on 
there. Yeah, but I knew where he was going. I, I just I was because I, I was taking my old mock draft and just copying and pasting and like you know putting it into there and I forgot to copy him back in. But I, I look at I look at Thon Maker and you know we talked earlier about about it in the the Chad Ford part, but you know he has the athleticism to be a defensive player or and, mm-hmm. and, a, and a rim protector. And Vogel is a defensive head. Coach. Exactly. I mean, if you look at Roy Hibbert, he turned Roy Hibbert into a monster down, down low. I think and I then think, he disappeared. Yeah, I think if you take from the Thon, face of the earth. I think if you take a guy who doesn't have you know defensive prowess right now, but you can really develop it, that's what's going to be the best part because you know Roy Hibbert really wasn't anything on offense. But now if you take a guy who has an offensive game and who has the athleticism to be a great defender, that's why you're going to go with someone. I think you go with a guy who is more athletic than you're going with Dwight Howard, who you know is was a great defender, was, but mm-hmm. he's not a great great defender anymore. I think I think keep Dwight Howard out of there. Keep the youth in because that's what's the best part about Orlando. I think Orlando made the great hire of getting uh, getting Vogel. I think Hornacek's still a good hire, but I think I feel Vogel's like... better because Vogel has proven himself, and he's got a younger team to work with, and he's got more potential there. I just think that I feel like the turnaround is going to be bigger for Hornacek, though. Oh, yeah. I feel like he'll have an instant impact because this team is well, not going has, to be the shit tier team New York. that we watched this year. So, I mean. I, I see what you mean. It might be a better fit Vogel and this team can, can go in the playoffs and get mm-hmm. deeper. Uh, but I don't think Hornacek's impact will be like less than that. I think Hornacek will have a better win like differential. Do not disagree. I do not disagree okay. with you at all. Do well, not. I, I'm, I'm just saying more that Vogel has proven himself. I think it was a great hire for Orlando. Yeah. Orlando. I just think I look at Vogel and I mean I look at Hornacek and he will have more difficulties than Vogel in Orlando. That's that's more of the thing I'm saying. Fair but enough. if you look at Hornacek, he's getting a young Porzingis who already has you know potential. I mean who already has a year under his belt. He's got you know Carmelo who's obviously still a good player. I mean he, he isn't the Carmelo of old, yeah. but he's still a good player. He's, he's still, still a one good of the shooter. top scorers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you look at this and this team does have potential and they do have cap room. They can move to get players. I think that the Knicks are in a good spot. I don't think the Knicks are screwed. Do you think I the think Knicks would trade some, pick, trade some players for a pick? I wouldn't. To I wouldn't put it past back. him to try to get a pick this year because they have zero. I wouldn't put it past him, but again, you, you know, I, I feel I like look, each team would go. So how's Melo working into this? <laughs> That's what like if you want a top pick of mine. Oh, I'm not saying Mello a top pick. I'm just saying this? anything in this. Do you feel like they're okay. going to trade some I, talent to get back into this I'm, draft? Do you think there's anybody in here that would really lottery, help this team? I don't. It's in the lottery. I, I just don't see a player that they can trade because Aflalo is on an expiring contract. Melo's the only one. Yeah, I mean, they're not getting rid of Porzingis. They're not going to get rid of Melo because, I mean, if you're going to get rid of Melo, you're going to get like a top 10 pick or, and, or t- and top keep, 15 pick. And I keep telling you this, Sean, you're pronouncing his name wrong. It's not Porzingis. It's Porzingad. You're hilarious. you got to get it right. <laughs> you're so funny. I keep telling you this. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it one day. We'll what what, what higher do you like better? Because we talked. I, I like Vogel better. You like you you seem to like Hornacek better, but I'm not saying either are bad. Yeah. Um. First off, before I get into this, I feel like a little deja vu here because I feel like I've been in this exact position with this exact picture of Hornacek on my screen being asked this question between the two. But I like Vogel better because I feel like in the long term, he's going to do much more for the potential of that team. The big difference between these two, Hornacek's going to have more of a pressure to win now than Vogel. And the reason being is we know New Yorkers. We know how they do. We know they Frank dra- Isola. They, we know Frank <laughs> Isola. They draft Porzingis. They get mad. They get reactionary. As soon as you lose that first game, get them out of town. But That's a terrible New Yorker. That was awful. But yep. that's how I see New Yorkers. I don't give a shit. I'm, a, I'm from Chicago. <laughs> but 
the way I see it is Hornacek, it's not going to be like, a oh, he's going to do bad because of it, but he's just going to have more pressure than Vogel because Orlando to New York, Orlando's just like, hey, man, you got the potential. Get us there. You're not and wrong. He will get a, and he will get them there, but he's not going to be after one year under a microscope like Hornacek will in that New York media, that New York fan base, that New yep. York everything. Someone who's been under that New York n- microscope before, Mike Derek D'Antoni. Fisher. Oh, I was going to say Derek Fisher. Yeah, Mike, well, I mean, Mike D'Antoni. I don't know how Derek Fisher plays into this at all. Mike D'Antoni, who's the, uh, who has apparently become the uh, emerging head coach or leading head coach candidate for the Houston Rockets. They are still interviewing people, but he seems to be the emerging head coach uh, for the Houston Rockets. Do you like D'Antoni coming back to the NBA? Do you think he can do something? With you know James Harden, do you think he could really do something? Maybe possibly Dwight Howard. I, I mean, mean he's let's the say king. keep Howard and just go back to the Dan. He's Tony the king of the pick and roll, shoot threes, and uh, have him just cherry pick under the middle. <laughs> it's worked for him before. <laughs> uh, no, I think Dan Tony can do great things with great point guards. I, that that's his thing is you give him a good point guard. Mm-hmm. So with Harden being that shooting guard who is going to have that ball glued to his hand, the ball. Because oh. Good fucking luck trying to get a point guard the ball on that on that team. Some, sometimes, sometimes glued to his hand. He, he just turned Some, the ball over. Oh, you're right. You're. I'm sorry. To the other team. Yeah. It's either him or the other team. It's no nobody else on He's his team. He's got that that Houston glue. So if you're <laughs> on Houston, you can't get it yep. off. But the magic powers of the other team. Yep. 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 So no, I, I think there's potential for it there. I don't really love the fit, but I don't know. He, he can get them. They're they're gonna be an average team. What the fuck are they gonna do? Like that's where I'm sitting. I don't know. They could go with like Dan Tony. They can go with Kenny Smith. They can go with James Borrego. I don't know where they're gonna go. What the Rockets? Are I feel thinking. like the Rockets are stuck like being a weirdly mediocre team because they've got an excellent player, but they don't have the right pieces around him. Well, their big my thing was their biggest mistake was making the irrational kind of early move to say we're gonna fire our head coach this far into the season. I mean, maybe they weren't in love with Kevin McHale in the yeah, first place. But I, but, mean, I mean, your team is like, Kevin McHale that much better than Mike D'Antoni? Would, he, we don't would know. he have gotten you through the Warriors? Probably not. But I mean, well, would no, you your have team gotten, shit. Would you have gotten through the Warriors <laughs> without him? No, but definitely not. I just see the Rockets, and I go, I don't know who they're going to take, and no matter who they take, I don't see it as boom. They're now a legit contender. In the West, I kind of look at it as you you look at LeBron when in his early years in Cleveland, where he didn't have that much help around him. They mm-hmm. just for some reason could not get him the help around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have a worse player in James Harden. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying James yeah, Harden is a bad player. They are, but LeBron they, James is the best player in the NBA. LeBron the James is still getting like 55 wins with no talent around him, and James Harden's yeah. not going to do that. Remember when James Harden uh, played well as a number three on the Thunder? Yeah, Until that's, the what, you, that's what you paid for. That's what you paid for, Houston, and that's what we're seeing. <laughs> you overpaid for a guy who was really? a really good player as the three, and now he's in Houston just I, barely that's a, getting by. That's incredible. I, I don't that's... think he's barely getting by. I think he's been fantastic, especially last year where he was in MVP discussion. No, I'm saying like as a team like overall, you overpaid for this guy, and now you can't get anybody to play with him when he's the number one on the team. That, that he I, doesn't have Durant and Westbrook okay. in front of him saying, "Dude, you're the three. Get behind." Was, I don't think it. I think I think he can be the focal point of the team. If they didn't give him team. the money, somebody else would have. Yeah, 
I, I don't. I think. I don't think. I think they did put him in a bad position. Just I, with the other moves they made, I don't think well, James Dwight Harden Howard was a, wasn't that great yeah, either. I don't think James Harden was a bad move at all. I don't. Th- I don't think that. And I think he can be a leader of a team. I just don't think he has anyone to lead. Basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I, I lo- another year of this, and we may be talking about. Oh, should the Rockets trade D- James Harden? I almost said Dwight Harden, but James. You're Harden. welcome. <laughs> I don't. I it's don't, contagious. I, I don't think D'Antoni's going to make that much of a difference. I don't think he's going to make that much of a change. I don't think. I don't think you guys disagree with me. I, I, no. I think. I don't think anyone can. I think I'm agreeing with you, Dave. I don't think anyone can really come in and make that much of an advantage. I think it's really going to rely on the front office because you know if you look at that team, you got Trevor Ariza who isn't terrible, but he's not a, a good number two. You look at Dwight Howard, he's aging and isn't what he used to be. You look at Patrick Beverly, he's good off the bench, but I mean he's also a point guard and he's really not able to play that position. You look at you know a guy like uh, you look at a guy like Monte Yunus, he seems like he's got a lot of potential, but he never touches the court because he's always injured. You got Clint Capella who's young and he might turn into something great but outside of that there's really nothing on that team and Michael Beasley was a good flash but can he still be a you know can he really turn that flash into that something be great easy pickup was wonderful by the way I loved it mm-hmm. um, it was fantastic but yeah no you're right it, it's entirely on the front office they need to take care of this organization and figure out what they're doing the direction this team needs to change because um, whatever they had last year they understand let's go didn't work for us Let's get something new in here. Let's this do something a, better. This isn't a big prediction, but it's what I'm feeling at the moment. Houston's not going to make the playoffs next season. I know, shocker. The way the way I'm caught, like I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at the standings right now. Dallas, I kind of want to say they wouldn't, but I like Dirk too much, so I'd still put them in. That's fair. The Grizzlies are going to be healthier than they were this year, so maybe they can get back into the playoffs. But, but aren't they going to be better? That's the thing. I'm. They're land of misfit toys. However. Yeah. For sure, I I'm, I can say the Rockets will not be in the playoffs this year. Wow. And the teams that I think, two teams that I'm going to be high on to get that eighth spot, the T-Bulls and maybe the Jazz get into the playoffs next year. More the T-Bulls because they've been shaking things up in the right direction. I, I agree with the T-Bulls because you're finally getting a great head coach in Tom Thibodeau. And, and Flip Saunders wasn't bad. You know, unfortunately, he did Because let's pass. be honest, the top five teams in the West, Warriors, Spurs, Thunder, Clippers, Blazers— they're still going to make the playoffs next year. T-Wolves yeah, are 12 I, wins out of a playoff spot. Just just give you some idea. And out of those 12 add wins... Add in a guy like a shooter like Buddy Heald, who's Chad Ford's having to go with, with a Tom Thibodeau-led team. Chad Ford hasn't taken Chris Dunn. Dang. I thought they had him either, no, or, either I, or. I, I, I haven't gone with okay, Buddy okay. Heald. I think Chris that might Dunn, be the right move. Chris Dunn works better because then he can fucking trade Rubio. Don't, Sorry, don't start that. Don't, don't start that. Don't start that. We don't want to get rid of all the Minnesota fans. Skull Vikings. There. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm on their side again, guys. You you look I, you look at that, and I, I think that Timberwolves, I agree with you that the Rockets might not make it. I think the Jazz oh, I, can I'm take a step up. I think the Jazz can take a step up. Can still do it. I think the Timberwolves can step up. I think the Mavs will fall out just because they are getting older. And I'm going to throw this out there to piss off Ricky. I think the Lakers with Brandon Ingram can make the playoffs. <laughs> Won't happen, but sure, have fun. Anyways, put, we're going to put 100 bucks on that. We're going to move over to the MVP fantasy draft. We started getting into the discussion, or we said before that Steph Curry is the best player in the NBA. And now, you know, people in the comments are saying, fuck that. He's not. He He's is. the best offensive player. He's the MVP. Player. He's the best offensive player, but not the best player. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to be kind of Adam Silver here. And I'm going to have Dave be the number one overall pick, and he gets to pick any player to start his team with, and you're going to get you know, your, your, okay. your, your, your second pick, and we're just going to trade off back okay. and forth. And then the people in the comments are going to decide which, what, team is better. which team is better. So what we're going to do is you're going to pick, pick five players yeah. to start off your team. Are we so, doing – is this like a for one game, or is this for seven like game a series? series? Okay. Seven game series. 
Um, so what we're going to do is Dave's going to get the first pick. Ricky's going to mm-hmm. get the second and third. Then, Dave's going to oh, get the fourth no, and no, fifth. No. Let's go back to Dave. Let's just, just go, go back and forth. Like, right, a, right. like a real draft. No okay. snake drafts. I, I was going to do snake draft. <laughs> no, right, are you guys ready? Real draft. So, Dave, you're on the clock in the MVP fantasy draft. Your first pick is? LeBron James. He's Steph the best Curry. player in the NBA. Steph Curry. That, like, are we going rapid fire mode here? We're not, we're well, not talking? I, you, knew I was just, you know Ricky cuts knew, off everyone. Well, you he knew does. I was going to take Steph Curry right when you took LeBron, so I just wanted to get it up. Okay, well, can I have, you know. Yeah, go ahead. I just, Le- now why that, are you taking LeBron over Steph is what I'm trying to say. LeBron James is the best all-around player. Steph Curry, I, I will give him his credit. He's a fantastic scorer. But LeBron James play, can play all five positions on the court. No one else can do that. LeBron Don't need James, him to play five. Can only need him to play one. LeBron James has the most effect on his team around him. There, as far as impact goes, the guys he can drag with him into the playoffs, who are piss poor players, who somehow look passable on his teams, then other people pay money for these people and they turn out to be trash again. It's like, how much better does Steph Curry make his teammates? How much better does LeBron James make his teammates? I think he makes his teammates. Steph Curry makes his teammates think about that better. Impact. Just the kind of morality of. Steph Curry, and he is one of the just funnest guys to be. Yeah, I know it's not a word, but fucking funnest guys. It. Funnest guys. You know what? I'm going to take him because he's the funnest guy. He's a cool he guy. I'm going to pick up Andrew you know Verzhao then. And funnest you know guy. What? He's the coolest. He care. is the player that is the best to me, and he's kind of ushering us into the new generation of the NBA. All right, Dave, you're on the clock. Number three pick. You Steph's off the bird. bird. LeBron's off the bird. Off the bird. Off the bird. Off the Larry Bird. Who are you going with with your, uh, your next I pick? I know we can go legends. <laughs> uh, I don't know, because it feels like I should go like point guard here, but at the same time, I, I'm going to go Kwai. I just think Kwai is such a fantastic player, and position-wise, we'll just make it work. We'll just make it work. KD. You're going KD? You're going, you're going sco- you're, go you're all scoring. You're 112% scoring. <laughs> There's no defense from well, Ricky's I team. Gonna, I was going to take Kawhi, but I wouldn't have take. I wasn't going to take him with my second overall. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. I see. All right. So you got Ricky, who's got Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, and we got Dave, who's got LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard. Who are you going with? Are you going to go with a big man, or are you going to go with someone under six foot seven? <laughs> you, got uh, two, you got two small forwards here. No, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm going to have to go with... Jimmy Butler on this one. Going okay. defense again. Okay. Home there was someone scoring. totally I would have taken before him that I'll take right here. All right, okay. Russell Westbrook. Again, well, Russell, Russell can play D. All right, you're right. Russell, I should have picked Russell. Yeah, I'm going with the point guard. Yeah. Right. Like, I was expecting you to go Westbrook no, Ru- so then I could right go pick. Lillard. Yeah, Russell's was, the right pick, so I'll, I'll just go. I want to put this out there. Who's playing your point, though? Is it going to be Steph or Russell? Oh, Russell's playing the point. Curry's at the two. KD's at the three right now. All right, no. Dave, your pick. You got LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and Jimmy Butler. You got defense galore. Are you going to go with an offensive player here? Never. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, it's it's just the question of like, do I go Chris Paul or do I go Lillard? Like, Dame Lillard is fantastic and can score. Chris Paul is a uh, uh, the best distributor and the best all around pure point. But I feel like I have to go Lillard. I, I, I'll, I'll stick with Lillard. Guard. I'll stick you with go, Lillard. You're gonna go Lillard. All right, yep. Ricky. Who you got? You got Steph, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook. Who's your next pick? I'm thinking two big guys, and I'm thinking the power forward or the center. Uh, I didn't. Mm. Here's what I'm thinking. Mm. I'm gonna take you through my thought process. All right, let's hear. It. I'm either thinking. Well, I'm not listening to you. I'm no, I'm, 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 I'm just want to hear this. <laughs> I'm either thinking K Love, Lamarcus Aldridge, or do I make a splash and go Porzingis or Cat? That's what I'm thinking. Do I stretch the floor? Okay. Do I keep it the same? I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Lamarcus. Boogie. 
I'm going Lamarcus. We're going Lamarcus Aldridge, and you're going Boogie without even questioning. All right, well, why'd you why'd you go Aldridge first? Then we'll go because over to, call, I'm gonna uh, play. Boogie. I'm gonna play Aldridge at the five, and I got someone that I'm gonna come into the four to stretch the floor. And why are you going to Marcus? The best center in the league. Because uh, he's the best center in the league. I don't need those uh, those personal problems on my team in a best of seven. Go. Your 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 last final pick. I'm gonna. This is gonna shock the world a bit. Some would say Ricky take K Love so he can stretch the floor. I'm gonna go Cat. All right. And you guys are fucking morons. You left Anthony Davis on the board. Yeah, he was injured. That's why we left him. He's off the board. still healthy in this uh, fictional can, can fucking we, can thing. We, can we trade him? I'll trade Lamarcus nope, for Anthony. You I can't believe you picked Lamarcus over that. <laughs> I can't believe. I mean, I fucked none up with Westbrook. Fucking... I wouldn't pick Anthony Davis in my top five. All right, so why you would put him in your starting as lineup? a center? I would totally have right. him as the center and either Cat or Aldridge. All right, hold on. Four. So let, let's recap. Dave picked LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler, Damian Lillard, and Demarcus Cousins. Ricky picked Steph Curry. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Carla Anthony Towns. Now, notice, Dave. Notice how I have no East players on my team. Now, Dave, go through your starting lineup and give us why your team is better than Ricky's. I have the best defensive team, and I have the best down low presence. I have, uh, honestly, like, versatility is the key for my team. I've got between Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James and Jimmy Butler, three guys who, size wise, huge, defensively, huge. And can cover everywhere across that court, just smothering amounts of defense. And then Lillard, who can score from the outside, can distribute the ball, and then down low, Demarcus. It doesn't get better than Demarcus Cousins down low. He can stretch out. He's got an amazing shot. He's got great presence in the paint. Now, why is your team going to beat Dave's? Two things. First off, try scoring over 150 points against me. And two, try defending it when Steph Curry comes over half court and just puts it up. Okay, he makes it now. Who's going to be covering Steph Curry? Is it going to be Jimmy Butler, or is it going to oh, be Jimmy? Jimmy on him? You're going to have Jimmy on him, and then who's going to cover Russ? Actually, you know what? I'd have Kawhi on him. Fuck it. You're going to have Kawhi, Kawhi on him. So on who's going to yeah. cover so then KD? Le- LeBron's going to be on LeBron's KD. LeBron on KD. KD. Yeah. Who's what covering Cat? Cat's on the outside. Stretch four. Who's going to cover him? Boogie. Who's going to cover Lamarcus? Lamarcus then in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, yeah, that process. I mean, you don't have. So I'll just dump it down to Lamarcus if that's the case. So oh, I mean, that's true. Yeah. People down below, you got to tell us in the comments who's going to be. Dave fucked himself. <laughs> that's what happened, boys. Dave fucked gonna, himself. Who's going to win in a seven game series and who and how many games and why and also Dude, hashtag Team Widmer, man. Who, also, who is the that biggest Westbrook pick? Just fucked me. Who is the biggest <laughs> missing scrub? that? It's over. Who got scrubbed uh, in this in Cat, this draft? I can't believe you picked Cat. Honestly, unanimous rookie. I just wanted. You, I love Cat. He's not even not I even a top Cat. ten player. Love Cat. Love him. I mean, not a lot. Of, I don't think Marcus Aldridge is a top put, 10 player. Okay, no. I, put, I put in there that some people would say, maybe if I'm looking to stretch the to floor. To be fair, we didn't have prep time. This, this is off the top of our heads. This is totally off the top of our head. Well, the, the thing I wasn't thinking about Anthony Davis was he was injured this year, so I wasn't. He still played. I still don't think he's a yeah, top 10 player. Yeah, but he player. was injured. Like, you, you could say that, but I would still, like, if I would have thought about that, I would have taken him. Him over Boogie to be the, the middle. No, no, no. I would have him. Over Boogie, yeah, but I would have him and then Lamarcus oh, at, over as Marcus. my inside. Oh, yeah, Lamarcus, Lamarcus for sure. Well, Lamarcus would move over to the power forward, and I would take Davis over Cat. All right, who? tell us down below who is going to win in how many games and why, and also tell us who's the biggest scrub out of this. This is our over, MVP over finals, Over under basically. how many comments we get calling us idiots Oh, I'm an this. idiot. I'm definitely an idiot. <laughs> I would call myself. I'm going to go in the comment section as soon as this video is posted. Like, Dave, how the fuck did you fuck this up? <laughs> Anyways, Dave isn't too confident, so I think Team Widmer is going to win. Two K. I don't know. I got a lot of defense out there, though. Two K. Widmer is going to take uh, take it. Uh, 
Let's go to wrap it up for uh, the fast break this week. It was fun. It was fun arguing about the Lakers. It was fun talking about uh, head coaches' vacancies. It was fun doing this draft. And Ricky, uh, Ricky, Ricky seems like he's going to be the winner in this series. But again, tell us down below in the comments who you think is going to win and why. That's going to wrap it up for us. For Sean Anderson, I'm Sean Anderson. And for Dave Oster and Ricky Murray, thank you so much for listening. And if you do want to check us out on Twitter, check us out at Most Valuable Pod. If you want to check me out on Twitter, you can check us out. Check me out at Schwarbo. You can check Ricky out at Ricky. Widmer, and you can check Dave out at Dave underscore don't underscore tweet. And you can also find us on Snapchat at Most Valuable Pod. You can find us at Facebook at MVP Sports Network, and you could also check out our Patreon page that I mentioned earlier, patreon.com slash Most Valuable Podcast, and there's some fun perks if you do become a patron. We would love the support from there, but anyways, that's going to wrap it up. If you did like this, like it down below in the uh, SoundCloud, or if you're listening on YouTube, hit the like button down there, and if you're listening on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. We would love that support and it's going to wrap it up. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.